will now only think of my life in two halves. <laughs> Before <laughs> I heard Dan say, are we going to talk about your pus volcano? And then after I'd heard the phrase pus volcano. And so now I'm very wow. happy. Dividing line in life. There's that's, these moments. Right. The wise in the road, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> these magic moments. What about your pus volcano? They called so you back. I, no, that's how it started a second ago. Dan was asking Fred, and I said, no, no, wait, wait. So go ahead yeah. now, ask him. Oh. No, go ahead, Dan. Formally ask him. Yes, formally just, ask him. Okay, so like... Yesterday on the show, you reappeared because your your uh, appointment with the pus volcano was uh, was canceled. So uh, the question is, has it been rescheduled? No, I'm really annoyed because, as I explained to you, I went there and at Peel uh, Civic Hospital there, you have to go through so much security. This kiosk, and they give you new masks. They make you wash your hands while they watch you. Then they send you over to this computer thing, and you register yourself. Then I had to go around to this face-to-face uh, uh, day clinic registration. She sends me upstairs. I go to the desk, and the woman says, oh, the doctor's not here today. So it was very, very unsettling. Um, when they then, said, <laughs> when she said, the doctor's not here today, did you hear this sound? No, no. <laughs> They're like, Freddy, the doctor's not here. And you slunk out of the hospital. Well, I had to watch myself because I said, pardon me. And I said it sort of snippy, like, pardon oh, yeah? me. Yeah. And then I quickly got to remember that the person telling me is only the messenger and it's not their fault. Exactly. So I pulled it back quickly and I said, why? What's going on? And she says, I don't know. The, uh, the doctor's just not going to be here today. They will call you. And I thought, wow, I bet you the message is on, at home on my machine, and I didn't get it. Mm. Did you so have I a, I'm, may I just pop in for a quick question? When she said that, did you want to roll up your pant leg and go, this pus volcano ain't going to lance itself, sister? <laughs> no. <laughs> did you so, um, starts waving arms in the air, <laughs> freaking out. Uh, security well, shuts down the hospital. <laughs> that's all of a sudden there's like door unlocked down. Frampton yeah. man with pus volcano running amok. Media trucks with satellite dishes on top of them surrounding the entrance. That's right. Uh, you guys finished? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like that uh I was at Denzel Washington movie yeah, when, exactly, he, when yeah. he takes over the hospital. Well, <laughs> Fred takes a bunch of hostages in an emergency. This plus volcano is going to get looked at today. <laughs> okay, Fred, continue with Paul, your story. Paul just texted me. He says, I'm surprised you didn't burn down the building. Yeah. <laughs> See? Like he like he doesn't have a short fuse. <laughs> anyway, where was I? Oh, and then I come home and I thought, oh, you know, the message is on my machine and I could have known and not left the show and gone to all this bother today and i get home and there's nothing on my machine and then about mid-afternoon i said to delise i said you know they still haven't called me to explain what happened i'm going to call them and she said no you don't know maybe there was an emergency or something and i'm thinking well wait a minute a dermatologist like slash um 
what do you call it plastic surgeon like yeah. what kind of an emergency could that be but well and lo- I, someone like dan duran might have you know cut their nose or make, something i was just gonna make that point then i thought yeah i guess right somebody had their face chopped up and yeah she has to put it back together but anyway i didn't get a call i'm sure she has a staff i'm sure she has a receptionist i'm sure she has people that work with her somebody that could have called and explained well no one did and i just i find that Annoying, and I find that a bit arrogant. <laughs> and then yesterday, uh, you know, and I'm not alone in this. Yesterday, I get a text message from our friend uh, Christopher um, <laughs> Emmanuel. Yeah. Same thing happened to his wife last week, I believe, at the same hospital. Very annoying. Uh-huh. So I don't know this attitude that some of these doctors are taking on that they can just sort of kick you to the curb and then not explain. Bothers me. Proceed. Well, as uh, part of the medical profession myself, you know, oftentimes, you know, we're called away in situations that the common person like yourself would never understand. Um, l- let me just say something else. You know, that, that whole thing about COVID testing, washing, having them, mm-hmm. what did you say? They watched you wash your hands or put the mask you on? To, you have to line up. Before yeah. you can get in the hospital, you have to go to this. There's about six or seven kiosks with people in them, and you have to go okay. and say... And they say to you, uh, do you have an appointment today? Yes. Obviously, that's why I'm here. Okay. I didn't say that, but I felt like saying that. So, And then the, uh, they said, uh, can you take that mask off, please, that I was wearing and dispose of it? And I did. They gave me a new mask to put on. And then they watch as you wash your hands. Yeah. Which I think, but I just wanted to just isolate and that. And I'm an anti-washer. Okay. Jesus. I just, I want to isolate that section of it. Because at least that makes sense. Forget, forget all the other nonsense for a minute. Like, having you, having somebody, you know, wash their hands and, you know, change their mask. Like, that COVID protocol at least gives the impression you're doing something. What I was going to get at is, I don't know if you guys have ever, ever been into something recently where they just take a, that little temperature gun and knock it yeah. up near your head. I went into somewhere yeah. the other day. Maybe it was, uh, I can't remember where it was, but it was, they're still doing the thing where they take the thing and they go beep, beep. And, and you're like, okay, what? <laughs> what is that going to, sh- what is that doing? Is that your, that's their, that's your level of COVID security? Boop, boop, beep. Well, my dentist did that, and I asked that question, and they said, if you're running a fever, we have to ask you to leave and be tested. Understood. It just seems, it just seems oh, like... Oh, this was a bit. No, no, it, it, I oh. get that. It's, I get that's what they're doing, but it just seems sort of like, it's like this cheap machine. It's not, right. like, a, it's not like they're taking your temperature. I mean, you could have just run in from the car all out of breath and, and warm, and that thing might take, it might pop your temperature up. Mm-hmm. I just think, you so know, you're saying it's more window dressing than anything. I think so. At least your protocol was like actually washing your hands and changing the mask. And, and then you got to go over to this computer screen and, you know, and then run your card through it, your health card. And then you actually got to touch the screen, which I thought was odd. I really find it hard to believe that somebody in that office, even the how much how tough is it to take off that pussy boil of yours? I mean, this, you know. Let's get some people. Let's get some people out here that can do it. That's kind of a B team thing, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. I, I can't be bothered with that. I'm working on a facial reconstruction today. 
I'm friendly at the butcher at uh, with the butcher over at Soapy's. <laughs> he could have probably done it easy, mm-hmm. easy. <laughs> he could he could have turned it into some little, little sl- thinly sliced volcano pus. <laughs> I know you want to get all up in arms about oh the system and why did it happen? I am. Yeah, no, like, I man. didn't say that. I it's got nothing to do with the system. It's, it's got everything to do with. This particular, um, you know, regardless of the system, somebody can call you and even apologize and say, you know, things mm. are pretty tough right now. Well, they should going to re- We're going to reschedule. This is what happened. But nothing. Nothing so far. So, so uh, you are you now, is the impetus on you to reschedule? I don't know, Howard. Well, that's terrible. So I might phone today and say, you know, that was sort of weird yesterday. I get there. I'm told. The doctor's not going to be there, and I haven't heard from you since. But you have to watch that as well. A few years ago, you know when I had the goiter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> In the goiter years? Hang on a second. <laughs> the, yes, let's go, let's go back in time to the goiter. Yeah, just for people who are new, this isn't our first... <laughs> First go around. <laughs> this isn't our first go around with Lance Goiter, Private Eye. Well, I had this Goiter. Okay, yes. remember we named it. I forget what we what name we I, I don't remember. It was something Reginald Mary or something. Um, well, what happened is I had an appointment for this woman to look at um, you know some calcium on a thyroid. Basically, mm. is what it was. Every woman's dream. So. My appointment was sort of like a 10.30 on a Tuesday. So I get a call from this woman, and she says, the doctor won't be available. Can you come at 2.30, right? Okay. So I said, no problem. So I arrive at 2.30. They start giving me shit because I didn't come to the 10.30 appointment. How dare so they? I got, my, I got my back up a bit. I said, you know, this is ridiculous. I said, wow. I knew, I know it was 10.30. Somebody called me and told me 2.30. And I think the receptionist screwed up, and she wouldn't admit it. Mm. Ah. So I said, you know, listen, I might, be, yeah, I, I may be going crazy, and you know, I may have my, I may from time to time screw up my schedule, but not this time. Anyway, so I left in a bit of a huff. Hmm. The next day, I get a call from this specialist saying, um, "Find another specialist. Hmm. They're no longer interested in dealing with me." Did the specialist call you directly, or was it? No, so, no, the receptionist. The receptionist. Said, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I forget the doctor's name. She said she's recommended that you find a new specialist. <laughs> Obviously, you're not happy with our service or whatever it was. It was the, specialist abs- bro- the specialist broke up with you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You got, you, got dumped, you got dumped by a specialist. Not many people can say that. So the telling of the uh, receptionist to the specialist was uh, vastly different than whatever happened, and yeah. then they then she because uh, she didn't want to deal with you, uh, and yeah. so did, yeah. so you had to find someone else. <laughs> like where would I come up with that? Show up at two thirty, and that's what she said to me. Oh, you're supposed to be here at ten thirty. I said you called and said two thirty. No, we didn't. I said so. I just pulled two thirty out of my ass. Like really. So I'm late for the appointment. I chose two thirty. Four hours later. Come on. Mm-hmm figure it out somebody called me but i can see how you could be intimidating you know you might have upset somebody was it a millennial was it a millennial uh well sir sir, you you're quite ghastly please don't pull anything out of your ass that's right right now thank you (laughs) well I th- I, listen you never know maybe that person was exceptionally sensitive or you were being abusive 
I, I listen. It was some. The truth is somewhere in there. The truth well, is somewhere I got my in back there. Back up when she's denying. No, I, I, yes, we know. Ten thirty was two thirty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but somebody said two thirty. Sure, we don't have record yeah. of that. And I said, well, I don't know what to tell you because somebody phoned me and told me ten thirty or uh, two thirty. Yes. But now we're seeing what I call a pattern. A Patterson. <laughs> the Patterson pattern? A Patterson pattern. What we're seeing is the medical community doesn't like your attitude. But I know, too, you know, my doctor, I won't name him, but I've told you often when I go see him, you know, if I sit with him for 20 minutes, 15 minutes is him ragging out hmm. on the government about right. how doctors are abused, <laughs> and then I get five minutes for my problem. I was going to say, it's kind of like the start of this show. <laughs> it's just, just ragging out on the medical community. I got to be honest with you. I have the completely opposite uh, interaction with the medical community. I, I, I just, I mean, I mean, what, what happened to you yesterday is bullshit. But no, what, what happened to you yesterday is just some right. kind of system overload or... But years and years ago, when they first have a, started having problems, maybe it was with the NDP government back in the early 90s. It must have been. Or maybe it was after. Anyway, it doesn't matter. There were problems between the government and the medical community. <laughs> yes. And my doctor was a big advocate, and he was a spokesperson, and he led boards against the government. So I would go to see him, and again, I would, I'd get this relentless pounding of the government and this is when we're at the edge. A new rock station for 18 to 34-year-olds. He bugged me all the time. Can I come on the show one morning and talk about this? <laughs> and, I didn't, and I didn't have the nerve to say, Doctor, like, th- this is so not in our uh, audience's wheelhouse. N- no. And it's I too- said, well, you know, I'll, I'll think about it. But yeah. no, I think it would be a great segment if I came on the new rock station. And just before you played Blur, I could talk about the problems with the medical community. Yeah. Anyway. Well, he'd be, this, he'd be a perfect guest this morning. <laughs> <laughs> where, where is he now? Oh, that's great. All right, we'll see. lead in for Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> Do you see, Dan? That's why I wanted you not to talk about the Pussy Volcano <laughs> before we got started. Well, <clears throat> see, I know my... I'll, listen, I'll I know my guy. For next, next time. Well, no, I just think about, think about that 10 minutes, if that had happened before the show started. Yeah. All right, well, there's, uh, there's our medical update. That's really good. Well, listen, man. If we were still working uh, in proximity, I could have gotten uh, rid of that thing. You know, I have enough oh, yeah. uh, easily. I'm going to stitch that right back up. Uh, oh, that's funny. Um, if you go to our uh, Twitter page, you'll see that... Uh, the Gig Sky guest of the day today is uh, Dan Duran. Well, it's it'll be, sort of, I guess. Dan is going to hang around a little bit, then he's going to go away, then he's going to hang around again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan is. Uh, have you gone? And, have you gone to see the uh, Twitter page? And have you seen that you're uh, actually? I think you're wearing the exact same sweater today, which is really. Oh, no, I think yeah, it's cool. No. What I like about this Thanks. is. Our Gig Sky guest of the day's picture is actually what you were wearing today. I find it fascinating. Coincidence. Are we going to start the show, by the way? Or I don't know. To... I don't know. I'm just waiting. Okay. I'm just waiting in case there's more. Do you have anything else medical that you'd like to update me See, with? It, do, it doesn't matter if he's wearing the same sweater as long as the T-shirt under it is fresh. Yeah. Well, of course it is. Yeah. 
Well, I, every day. Mm-hmm. This well, the picture in the the, the picture in, on Twitter, I think, isn't even of this studio. Hmm. It's from our old studio. Oh, so it's old picture. Well, it's old. It's, but yeah, I mean, it's an older picture. But you're wearing the same sweater. Well, um, do you have somewhere to go? You'd like to do something now, Dan? Because you're in a hurry to start the program after that uh, fun opening. Uh, well, and to, to it's a it's a medical opening these days because we did the varicose veins yesterday. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I so, forgot. Kind of standard <laughs> now. That's really I forgot, I forgot yesterday. Did you remember that we spoke about his uh, vein removal machine? Oh yeah, I yeah, forgot right. about that. So go back and listen to yesterday's show if you <laughs> if you great. want a refresher on the medical journey that the show's taking. I just like the fact that it's about you two and not you know one of my many you know medical issues. Although today I'm just sore. I'm just you know I yeah, walked. I did eleven thousand steps yesterday. Oh, you walked the course. Oh yeah. What is that muscle just below your shoulder blade? I seem to have irritated it. It's aggravating. Your supraspinatus? Is know. that an oblique? Um, no, obliques in the ribs, right? Yeah, your, I think your obliques are kind of more in your side. Oh, but where is it hurting you? Under your shoulder blade? Yeah. Like just at the back <laughs> behind, just below my shoulder. I don't know what the hell I did to it. Veins. So we're at the, we're at the uh, where does it hurt stage. Oh, no, yeah. The, no, this is the best now. It's like two days in a row. You were, you were, if you've never, I would just love the fact that if somebody is, had heard we were doing a podcast or drove by the studio here and they're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tune in to see what. Check it out. I'm going to check out Humble and Fred and then two days in a row. It's like, I got these veins and the pussy thing on my leg. <laughs> and what, what's that thing called? It hurts. That's great. The all-new Humble and Fred show. Where does it hurt? <laughs> but you know when you irritate a muscle and yes. it starts, the pain starts to isolate? I mean, that's, it's getting better. Like the other day, it was like widespread, and now it's just sort of more in a So is it in your upper area? back or just below your shoulder blade? Like Because sometimes it's like that upper back muscle, your thoracic spine, that area of your back. You know, yeah, so, there. Where yeah. You're, yeah, there. Yeah, it's, 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 you probably, were you doing some pool work? No. Were you lifting something? Uh, probably. Yeah. Kicking around. Just move the wrong way. I don't know. Yeah, when I, I felt pretty good when I finished yesterday, but then I could tell this morning, like, you know, I'm going to have to admit that at 62, when it's 7 or 8 degrees, it's not the best for me. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's just the, the cold gets in you in a way that it never did when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, the three of us are in decent enough shape. I mean, I, I walked mm-hmm. fine yesterday, even though my foot hurts. <laughs> but uh, it does affect you, I think. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just going to have to admit that it does. Like it, on those days when it's you know less than ten degrees, it's just hard. Well, it was Excuse a me. beautiful sunset yesterday. I went on my first canoe ride of the Uh-oh. season on You're, the lake. Did you let sunset. people know before you left the shores? Yeah, I told my I told my son I was uh, I was heading out. I said, "Colton, I'm head out in the canoe." Uh, so no. that he was he was uh, visually watching. Um, <laughs> he's like, if you're not back in 20 minutes, he sets out <laughs> he's dead to, to me. find you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, but uh, you guys should be uh, happy to know that what we've got uh, a 16 degree day on the way in Toronto. So it's when 
for today. Yeah, but it's going to be what time you want to know what time? No, I oh, I don't know where I'd you're like getting. Walk your... out in the rain then and enjoy the right. degree. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about because I'm looking at the weather network. I'm supposed to go to Hamilton this morning for a golf lesson at eleven. Uh, a special weather statement: strong winds gusting to Again? eighty kilometers today, Dan. Uh, in Hamilton, Hamilton, Ontario, and Toronto, high of seventeen. You're right, hmm. but rain off and on showers spread over a wide area. I'm, I'm going to do a refresh because I'm not seeing the one. Well, let me try another one. All right. We should get yeah, started. Remember, here. you're a couple hours away. You know, give me a... I'll, I'll, here's a perspective I was thinking about this morning when I looked out. Because yesterday was sort of a sunny and somewhat pleasant. And, of course, you have one of those days. And then you get up this morning and see this. And I think why I'm so obsessed with going away in the winter now, and you are as well, is... Again, it's age-related, and when we were talking about our maladies and what have you that come with it, it's, you know, you tend to wish the days away in the winter when you're up here. It's like, oh, you know, I can't wait till February's over, January's over, whatever, yeah, I know so what we can getting. get to the good weather. We're too old to be wishing days away. Yeah, well, That's what aggravates me about this weather. Because of the countdown well, problem? No, I know, I know exactly what you're saying, Fred, because it's like if you start thinking, oh, you know, I, I, I can't wait till we get to May or when we get yeah. to June, the problem is then you miss... The, the problem is we don't have as many days to spend as That's we right. once did. Like, I don't want at this stage of my life to be going, oh, I can't wait till January or February. I hope they go by quick. Well, that's two months of, you know, a life that uh, can see the, uh, the end. So oh, it's yeah. like... <laughs> Especially, that's why it's that's why it's important and vital, especially at our age, to do what you want when you want. Well, and that's why you know maybe I you certainly wouldn't have been affected by the weather as I was yesterday. But I'm not going to waste a day like that. Um, I just uh, plus I'm worried about you now because the specialist network is gonna you're going to be like on some kind of uh, email. Like, have you seen this man? If he comes into your office. Mm-hmm. Take care. Uh, Dan, let's start the show. we got lots to uh, get to today, including a very sweet surprise for our very own Daniel Duraniel. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from Humble and Fred Studios in Brampton, Toronto, and the western shores of Shemong Lake. Mm-hmm. And is brought to you by Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, and Health Gauge. And now here are two men who are melting down all their chocolate Easter bunnies to reform them into Queen Victoria bus for the upcoming long weekend because they like boobies, even Victorian boobs. It's humble and Jesus, because they like boobies. Uh, all right, there's uh, when you come back, I'll. Uh, I'll I, I found something yesterday that. Very sweet reminder of a time many years ago on your on Lovesick Lake, Dan. That's all I'll, I'll give oh, you a little. Okay. I'll give you a little hint there. All right. Okay. Okay. I look forward you, to that. I look forward to you. You're a good man, Dan Duran. Ha 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 ha! I'm trying to find something. We got a bunch of emails to get through today. In cl- by the way, we got emails and. Uh, an actual letter right here. I went to an the old ma- fashioned letter. An old fa- I got, dude, we got two old fashioned letters today. One was a check, like in the mail, and uh, uh, an email. Yeah. Uh, an, e- an email that came through actual mail. 
Yes. Hmm. Well, I've got this right now. Hold on a second. Let me uh, get some music for you. Are you going to do something for us here? Yes. Okay. Do it up. I wanted to tell you about the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan. Thank you. Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. Chambers Plan Canada's leading group benefit plan for small companies. Get a free quote today. Go to chamberplan.ca. Prescriptions, dental, travel insurance, therapies are available. They have an HR component now. Are you kidding me? Hmm. They're really starting to uh, deal more with mental health, become a big issue through the pandemic. All these wonderful, wonderful um, products available through the Chamber Plan and the Teladoc system as well. Don't even leave your home. Be diagnosed. Wildly convenient. Just some of the things available through the Chamber Plan, some of the things available to small companies. Yes, this is affordable. Check it out today, chamberplan.ca. Get a free quote. It's right there, chamberplan.ca. Thank you, Frederick. Thank you very much. You know, this is a message for a lot of the men listening who are connected with women and, of course, some of the women listening that are connected to themselves. What I'm talking about is gaps in your diet shouldn't be ignored. Did you know, Frederick, that over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diets? And night, Pardon? Yes, I know that. My wife is all over that. See, there you go. Uh, uh, 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Rituals, essentials for women. 18 plus multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diet of women ages 18 plus. If you have a woman in your life, 18 plus, this is for you. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But they didn't stop there, Fred. They invested in gold standard university-led clinical trials to provide the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. Right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash humble and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash humble. Ritual is committed to, you know, testing and uh, leading clinical studies, ritual.com slash humble. Yeah, who would have thought, my friend, all those years ago when we started that uh, all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm just laughing, not laughing. I'm just, I find it fascinating that in the first couple of months in uh, October of 2011, I asked somebody that we were sharing an office with, uh, with I said, you know, how how many clients do you think we'll, you know, get? You know, this was actually before we started, so it was the summer of 2011, and he said probably none. And he was right, you know, we started with basically no real clients. We had a little help from our friend at uh, iTex, but I just think it's fascinating. 11 years later, we're getting inbounded requests for uh, our podcast reads, just like every other sort of regular podcast out there. I'm sure that company that I just read is also sponsoring, you know, Mark Marin, Rich, uh, Rogan, and all these other places. 
Yeah, and I noticed when Mike Boone uh, makes his appearance at the end of the show, he has some news about our ranking on Apple Music and how significant that is. Um, well, I, I don't I, know. I, I look forward to that news. Mm-hmm. As do I, and it's interesting you brought that up because when I first started having conversations with this agency, which is based out of the States, uh, Dallas, I think, in, and Chicago, New York, whatever, but I, I said, how did you hear about us? Because I was just fascinated, like somebody out of the blue getting a hold of us. And it came from that. It came from our ranking in comedy, and they just did a search of the top, you know, sort of comedy podcasts. Now it's, although now it's more of a medical podcast, but I like it. I like where it's going. And um, on that point, it's about what he might want to talk about or what we should know. Um, you know, he's fallen off Netflix a bit, thinks it sucks. And it gets back to what you just said. We have inbound because content is king. Really, honestly, it's all about the content. Obviously, people want to sponsor this show because the content has created an audience that makes it worthy of sponsorship. And just reading some of this Netflix stuff, have you have you seen like the 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 stock has dropped like thirty five percent in the past couple of weeks or something? Yeah, they lost. I have it written down here. They just lost fifty billion dollars. Um, right. But I was going to ask you. It's funny you brought it up now. A segue. But I was going to ask you. Don't, wouldn't they normally have a, a drop in subscribers or whatever in the at this time of the year? Wouldn't that be kind of make sense or not? No, because I was reading this morning the projection. They thought they were going to add a couple more million in this quarter, January, February, March. They actually lost two hundred thousand, which does not seem significant, hmm. right? But when you have a projection of over two million gains and you lose 200,000, you know, it freaks investors out. Yeah, of course. And so that's what happened. Plus, that's not counting the 700,000 they just threw away with Russia. You yes. see? And now their projection for the next three months is maybe to lose another 2 million just subscribers. Now, so much plays into this. They're having a big problem with sharing. And, you know, I think we're all guilty of it, but guilty is the wrong word. You can do it, so you do it. Right, where you can and have aren't an you allowed, have, yeah, but aren't you allowed to share your account to a certain number of people, or is that not, uh, or am I just doing that? Well, illegally? I mean, they don't encourage it, but they don't stop it. But apparently, they're working on the technology now to put an end to that. And another thing they're working on too, and they're not the only ones. They're working on a ad supported, yeah, portion or a component of their streaming service. Which could be aggravating, because sometimes when I sit down and I just watch YouTube for a couple hours, when those little spots come up, I find it aggravating. But And you can, by the way, you can get around that on YouTube. Oh, no. by, yeah. You know, there's a premium version. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting, because uh, I was, I, one of the first things I wrote down was the fact that they're losing $50 billion. And by the way, just quickly, on a quick side note, do you know that... And I, I hope this is right. The abbreviation for a billion is BN, right? BN? Is that what it is? BN? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I don't deal in those numbers. I'm not a, you know. But there's a lot more BNs. I think it's BN. Like, like what's his face? Tesla guy is worth $242 billion. Let's just forget, forget the abbreviation. Pardon me? 
BNs. BNs. He's worth BNs. <laughs> My question is, are we going to be alive? Probably. But, but, but I don't know if the next 20 or 25 years, are we going to see the world's first trillionaire? And the reason I say that is because until, I, until quite recently, there weren't that many of them. I, within the time I've known you, you know, it went from being a handful of people had that kind of wealth. Because I've known you since prior to the, the explosion of the Internet. So do you think we'll be alive for the world's first trillionaire? I don't know. I've never really thought about it. Well, I want maybe. you to give us some thought. Tiger Woods, maybe. Okay. <laughs> no, I got it. No, but I'm I'm being serious. Billionaire. I, 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 it's funny. I mean, you've you know, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess. What is a trillion dollars? How many billions is that? B N. I guess does stand for a billion. I think. That's what it says here. How many billion is a trillion? A thousand billion? Is that a trillion? I think so, yes. So, um, Elon Musk is one quarter of a trillionaire. Hmm. Anyway, back to Netflix and uh, and, such. And, you know, they're being (laughs) criticized on some levels because of their content. Remember, they were the leader in content, but with everybody getting into content now, it's spread pretty thin, I guess. And, uh, you know, they have 200-something, 31 million subscribers worldwide. And, again, when you think of losing 200,000, it's not significant. But based on projections, it can can create that kind of hit on their stock price. So the the whole thing is, is is fascinating. Did you mention the? I think you did. You had the seven hundred thousand subscribers they lost in Russia. Well, they yeah. Well, they literally threw them away. Right. Um. But and now it's getting back to content. And I've heard lately, you know, from a few people. Boone won this morning. Oh, I'm done with the Netflix. There's nothing on there that really inspires me right now. Which is well, I brought it up the other day. Though. I just yeah. I, I I I think it was yesterday when I was said to you. I was going to text you and dan and say what should you know what are you watching Mm -hmm. and part of it is and i mean okay part of it is what you said that there's other streaming platforms there's only so much content to go around and the novelty of netflix has worn off because of all those things we've just said but it's also like i think there's lots of stuff on netflix amazon paramount all the but but it's hard to curate them Mm mm-hmm it's hard yes. to know. That's why you reach out to your friends or when we have Bill Brio on. And, and I know you probably have seen something that I would love, but you forget to tell a friend or you forget. And I know there's places you can go to aggregate this information, but this everyday average person, there's so much to watch that you just don't know what you should. And then the problem is, you know, you don't give things the time we used to give them. And the thing is, I'm in this sort of weird area now where i do i really want to yeah because there's so much how much time am i going to spend in front of the screen like seriously when there's so much stuff and again i don't want to sound like an old guy but remember the old days like maybe two or three shows a week that were on the network should make sure that you watched or you vcr but that was the extent of it it wasn't hour upon hour (laughs) upon hour no i like it and recommendations and oh you got to watch this and well i was going to say you know now they have a category of weekend watches meaning that you could this thing will take you the weekend to watch you know what you just described yeah. we know ne- i never spent 
the weekend watching one show over and over again. Seriously, it's not healthy. And then it leads to this question. I'll be honest, my Netflix account right now is paid for by my son. Okay. So if they come in with the new rules, will I buy my own subscription? And then I'm thinking, well, of course I'll buy my own subscription. It's not that much, and it's Netflix. But then I'm thinking, do I really... Maybe it's a good idea to actually eliminate that option from my life because it's less time that's going to put me in front of a, a television screen. I don't know. You know, one of the decisions I make, and maybe you do, too, maybe you do too, and others, is I now make decisions on if I'm going to watch something, even if you've recommended it to, to me, if I'm going to watch it based on how many episodes there are, because I just don't want to... Like, I, I there was some show... I was perusing the other day, and I thought, oh, I, that looks interesting. And then I click on it, and it says four seasons. I don't have four seasons for a new show. Part of it is because once you're sucked in, uh, maybe I'm alone in this, but I find it hard to break away from that show. Yes. Oh, yeah, and I think a lot of people are like that. Yeah, if you get pulled in, and it gets back to what I'm saying, yeah, it's a good way to pass time in January, February, and March, but I'm sorry. I don't want to be doing it when the weather's nice. And again, if I go away for a couple of months next winter, I don't want to spend any of that time watching Netflix and and Prime. And I don't. You know, there's another conversation or part of the same conversation maybe about the idea that, you know, part of what was the allure of all these streaming services was to cut the cable because, oh, it's so yeah. expensive. You know, you're spending a hundred plus dollars a month on channels you don't watch. But add mm -hmm. them up. You know, I've got Netflix, oh, yeah. Amazon. Uh, I've got Crave. So you start adding up the streaming platforms you now subscribe to. It's getting close to a lot of people for, for a lot of people. I imagine it's getting close to the same as a cable subscription or a satellite subscription. But we're watching this thing. I mentioned it's called Split. It's a British thing about divorce lawyers. Pretty good. Pretty good. Not the greatest, but pretty good. And then it came to my attention yesterday. Didn't even know that... Uh, Another season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel was out. Didn't know. So then I call it up and I looked at Denise and I said, should we? And she said, well, I don't really want to start watching this until we've completed watching this other thing. Mm -hmm. So right there, it's like, oh, okay. So my time's taken up with Split. And then right on the heels of that, I'm going to be sitting for hours watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And I got to fit in the Blue Jays there and the yeah. playoff hockey coming soon. So it's like... That's a lot of TV time. It is. Okay. And by the yeah. way, I, Rachel and I started watching um, the Mrs. Maisel in California. We watched the first episode of the fourth season. And I love this show. I mean, as a comic, I just loved her, seeing her develop. But the first episode of the fourth season, both of us were kind of like, eh. And that's the other thing that's happened, too, is, you know, she has a phrase I love, spoiled for choice. And that's what we're talking about. We're all spoiled mm -hmm. for choice. Yeah. And the problem with it is, as you just described, you've got to fit that into your the rest of the TV you're going to watch. Anyway, watch the first episode. And because we're all so spoiled for choice, we were kind of lukewarm on it. And when I came back in March, I sort of said, I'm going to give it another chance. And I really enjoyed it. But that's eight hours. You know, it's like, I don't know, four movies worth of watching a television show. And I'm always, I'm, again, maybe you have the same reaction. I always feel when it's over, what could have I been doing that I just watched 
you know, a day's worth of television. Yeah. And when Especially you at this time of year, well, at this time of the year, but at any time of the year and what you just mm-hmm. described about the way we used to watch TV is, you know, I watched West Wing and I liked uh, uh, Seinfeld and I would watch a show at Fraser on Thursday nights. And if I couldn't stay up late, I would, as you say, VHS it or VCR it. Mm-hmm. But I, I would parse you would parse your television viewing and in a mm-hmm. couple hour increments, not in eight hour increments. And I'll tell you, liberation for me, and I've mentioned it many times now over the past couple of weeks, is I the 24-hour newsreel I've cut out of my life, and I just, I'm better for it. I just am. Oh, yeah. I don't feel, I, honestly, I don't feel less informed, but I psychologically, I feel better. To think that you would sit there for two or three hours every night and be bummed out just is not healthy. And I've moved on from that. Again, I can quickly get up to date on what's going on in Ukraine or, you know, it takes me two minutes to find out, to see another example how how the American or how the USA is just a broken country and crumbling before our eyes. Yeah, you don't need three I don't, hours. I don't need it. to watch it for two hours. Yeah. You know? No, I, and, and I, I, I dropped it a, a while ago. But I, I really do think, again, you can say what you want about social media and access mm-hmm. to information, but the show prep that we do now, it, it takes so much less time than it used to take us mm-hmm. to go through the newspaper and to clip out yeah. stuff. It was a real, it was part of what you did as this for our jobs. But, you know, our, I did the first 20 minutes of show prep this morning, sitting in my bed, looking at my phone, right. taking articles, putting them aside. Yeah. You don't need three hours of Fox News to know how shitty things are down there. No. And, you know, there's a real distinction there, too. There's, you know, there, there's using the Internet as a news source. And then there's social <clears throat> Excuse me, social media. They're two distinctly different things. I mean, yeah. Social, me- social media is basically useless for, for news gathering or information gathering because you have no goddamn idea where it's coming from half the time or you got to spend time, you know, researching the, uh, the, the source sources to see if it's even valid. Yeah, but when I talk about social media news, I'm not talking about people's opinion. I'm talking about right. following CNN or following, you know, oh, whatever okay. source you follow. Right. Um, listen, can we, well, I want to just uh, break this up a little bit because Dan's going to come back in a bit. And you and I have uh, we've just we haven't even gotten to our, our you know, Thursdays now. It's going to be a lot of listener email feedback on things that have happened over the week. And, of course, we can't forget about. Let me just do this now, Freddie, before uh, unless you were about to do Bodog. Were you about to do Bodog? No. OK, then let me do this just to break things up again for today. Have a listen to this important Cursing message during your commute again. Do you find yourself living at work instead of working from home? Couldn't this have been an email? When it feels like all that's left is work hard, you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games, get poker tips, and check out the latest sports odds. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. And in other Humble and Fred important news, Frederick... The Retirement Sherpa. Yes. Tim Niblett is a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Uh, Same thing, people. Uh, You know, if you have a uh, portfolio and you're a little concerned about it, you want someone to have a second look, which is often common practice in the industry. Tim's your guy. 
And what's great about Tim, you know, the laid-back, lovely man that he is, no strings attached, no obligation, he'll give you the straight goods. Hey, you're on the right track, buddy. Stick with your guy. He will tell you that. However, if there's problems, he'll tell you that, too. And you might want to come over to his side. Uh, And speaking of sides, he works both sides of the border. Uh, America and uh, Canada, licensed on both sides of the border so he can help anyone <laughs> listening to this podcast. Yes, he can. He's the Retirement Sherpa, retirementsherpa.ca. Uh, before we get to some of your uh, emails here, just a quick, uh, I'd put this aside. Maybe you already saw it, that Rogers announced uh, a 9% growth in year-over-year profits. Q1, Fred. Uh but maybe uh, you have heard that uh, the acquisition of Shaw is going to go through. It's another 26 BNs, 26 billion. Right. So there must somebody's TV is working. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So now Rogers will own Shaw. I'm trying to think. Isn't that like Nelvana and all that, or would that be Chorus? I think Nelvana's Chorus. Yeah. And I, I was trying to think. I'll have to ask Dan, but I, I, uh, I'm pretty sure I worked for Shaw. I think they owned one of the stations we worked at. I can't remember. But uh, who out west? Yeah, I think so. Oh, because I know before Chorus was formed, we worked for Shaw. Well, maybe that's what it was. We we were Shaw. Yeah, we, did the, yeah, we worked for Shaw briefly. Did yeah, Shaw, Shaw own? Then, yeah. Did they own us when we were going to move to that? Remember, we went for a tour of that location in Mississauga. Right. Was that a Shaw? Oh, now you're stumping me. I don't know, okay, but there was matter. a time because I remember it was there was quite a buzz when Chorus was created, and then the stock option plan they had there. You were buying Chorus stock, which became a very very ugly story. But um, <laughs> did it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we I kinda, I, was riding high, and it split, and it's like wee-yahoo, and then. Eventually, I think it was worth like two bucks or something. I get out long before that. Yeah, I was going to say, I was talking about my good buddy Darren, huh? Well, I was talking about that yesterday when you were gone getting your volcano looked at. Uh, I mentioned that you had always worked for those companies and had a a pension plan with the company. Mm-hmm. Did you control it or did they? When you took it away, was it to get control of it or was it to sell it before it dropped uh, even well, further? There's two things there was the stock plan. Right, that you that you controlled, and then there was the oh, you did. Oh yeah, yeah, you could buy it and sell it all you wanted. Okay, as I said, the recommendation was sometimes you would get every every four you bought, you got one free. So the best strategy was to pile it up and then take it out of there and then move it over to blue chip stock. Right, right, because it was a bit volatile because it was a communications company at the time. So, yeah, your control of that. Now, the other thing we had was the uh, the pension plan where it was, uh, you know, you contribute and they match it. But that was that was in a pool of yeah, you didn't touch investments that. that you'd sort of didn't control. Well, right. you did control. But, you got to pick certain areas. But it wasn't like your guy, your investor was controlling. No, it. I get it. It was so when, central. Thing. When we left, did you take that with you? Uh, no. Uh, well, Yes. Yes and no. I know. I just started. You know what, Howard? That's fifteen years ago. Exactly what took place? I guess maybe I did moved it over to the 
the standard one. I, I forget offhand. Okay. Um, how anyway, that would work. if you're looking for uh, great mm-hmm. advice, uh, yesterday was a good show to listen to as far as the, the Sherpa is concerned. In the meantime, how about these fine people? Oh, hold on. If I only had a mouse, hang on. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah, do you want to start? This, I, for, this first one, what a perfect game looks like. Can you do that? Because I have no idea what it's All about. right. Um, yeah. Let me go. What's this? Really, it, all these, there was a lot of emails back and forth between our friend Colin Duff, who lives in Japan. He was responding to the fact you and I were talking last week about what is a perfect game, strikeouts versus a no-hitter. Mm-hmm. And he sent me or sent us some video of a kid in Japan. I think he was 18 years old. And he had... Uh, oh, sorry. He's a 20-year-old kid. The catcher was only 18. And so he... Uh, it's a video of him striking out all everyone on the side for a perfect game. Mm, and wow. then the next game... This is where the story continues. He had eight perfect innings, but was pulled in the ninth... I guess to rest his arm, but he was on the verge of two in a row. Anyway, that's what that all is about. Okay. Colin, uh, he's just a great guy, listens to us in Japan. And then he has another email later in today's emails. But that's what that was all about. The fact that we were talking about the difference between a perfect game Mm -hmm. and uh, a no-hitter. Okay? There we go. Very good. Hi, from John Lebb, uh, sports related. Hi guys, just a thought on your Bob Cole discussion from last week. Yes, I remember that. Talking about his last game, his retirement, all that stuff. He said another great longtime uh, Sabres play-by-play man, Rick Jenneret, is retiring at the end of this month. Uh, Rick Jenneret has called games for fifty-one straight years. Uh, his uh, number RJ was retired to the rafters a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> it was uh, quite a tribute to one of the NHL's best. Uh, might be worth uh, noting on the show. And uh, in case you didn't know, RJ is Canadian. Yes, he lives in Niagara Falls, Ontario. <clears throat> so John Lebb is our Buffalo correspondent. Yes, Rick Jenneret, interesting story. They used to have the Niagara Falls Flyers, which is a uh, OHL, was a junior team. Okay. Uh, since gone and he did the play-by-play for them and then the buffalo sabers were created in 1970 and he auditioned for the play-by-play job and got it but never ever moved the buffalo he would cross the border for all his assignments for the past 50 years yeah i know the name <clears throat> obviously i've been around here for 30 plus years i don't mm-hmm. I, we never had him on our show didn't we i don't remember no. okay do you ever remember hearing mayday mayday yeah. brad may scored a big goal and yeah. that was one of the calls and then pat lafontaine played for the sabers and he used to whenever he scored he'd go la 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 <laughs> so he you know what he had some neat genuine stuff yeah good for you know, him sometimes you hear those things and they sound a bit contrived it's like yeah. oh i gotta come up with something so i have a i'm known for something but he he was pretty genuine he is pretty genuine. You know, there's Got another, throat cancer too. That's crazy. There was there's he's not alone in terms of guys going back and forth across the border. Wasn't there a, a mm-hmm. speaking of cancer? Wasn't there a guy that worked at uh, ninety seven The Rock there in uh, yes. St. Catherine? Iron Mike. Iron Mike used to come across the border. 
But he was, I think he was American coming. Yeah, coming this way, right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a couple others. I I, want to say Nicholas Schimmelpeckett, whatever his name was. He did the same thing. He was an American and came across the border to work doing mornings. Where? Because he's in Buffalo now. Was he originally American? He wasn't a Canadian that went to do mornings. One of those things, either, 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 or vice versa. Anyway, well, that's. uh, Thank you very much, uh, Lev. We appreciate it. Appreciate you. Um, Okay, this is going to take. This is a couple different things about your uh, pus volcano. This came last week from Darlene and our friends, the the sisters, the Baldwin sisters. Just basically saying, you know, as fellow, uh, you know, older people, deteriorating and droopy fellow agers, uh, we can relate to a lot of what you guys are saying. Uh, Love the new intern assignment idea of your list of ailments, although it might take up the entire show, they say. Uh, We send good thoughts and wishes and prayers that Fred's disgustingly ugly growth is cancer free and that all will be well. We're sure your listeners will be looking forward to the next Facebook posting of a postdoc treatment pick. And they say, yuck, the Baldwin sisters. Okay. You know, I used the phrase earlier in the show, content is king. I'll tell you, if it was cancer, that would be some great content. Oh, absolutely. So you're sort of like, you're sort of mixed with that, right? You don't want it to be, but then you're thinking (laughs) if it is, just think the material that will give us. Especially going into (laughs) Going to the clinic. I thought you were say going into ratings. Um, yeah, no, I just think it would be amazing. I mean, I, I don't want you to. Well, would you have to lose a leg for it to really get some? Uh, well, I'll tell you that would that would be the adventure. That would be. Stay tuned tomorrow to find out that's right. how much of his leg he's going to lose. And, and especially if uh, you know, with technology, they they fitted you with one of those those mm-hmm. th- those things. The uh, you know the. Fuck. You know the things that they replace legs with now, like a... Oh, the springy thing. Spring. Yeah. <laughs> they got you. A springy thing. A springy sled or whatever that is. Yeah, but you want two of those. You wouldn't want... No, you'd one. be cool with one. Nah. Oh, okay. Because if you've well, seen... If you have two of those things, you could be an Olympic runner. Well, this is what I mean. Spring you forward. <laughs> you would just look like a pirate. Um, okay, so this is another... Uh, email about you so i'm going to read it uh but it's oh. not not about your ailments but this was the actual letter that came like i went oh, to the okay. mailbox and i found this letter dear humble and fred this is um, it was, was sent in march it says march 2022 just like an old-fashioned letter dear humble and fred love 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 you guys and uh, exclamation mark the bottom of the exclamation mark is a heart so that's how much this person loves us and then it goes on. But to our sweet angel, Freddie P. See? Sweet angel. Yeah. I'm not, even, I'm not even mentioning this other than under the umbrella of love you guys. But you are a sweet angel. Oh. This person goes on to say, may I ask you to please refrain from grabbing your nose throughout the live Facebook chat. I'm pretty sure your viewers know you aren't picking your nose, thinking it may be a little of a nervous thing. Mm. Please don't take this the wrong way completely. I just feel the need to tell you so it's as it's very distracting and uncomfortable. Best always, Joyce B. Really? And I don't know who Joyce B is, but mm-hmm. she did say you were a sweet angel. Uh-huh. So I grabbed my nose. I don't know. 
Hmm. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Like, here's I, I looked at that before I read it this morning, or before I was going to, when I was going to read it, did I thought, I don't know if he does it. I don't really pay attention. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, that you know what's wild about that? Somebody watching this feed that intently in the morning. Because it's one thing to have the visual, but again, this is more of a, an audio thing. Yeah. So to, to listen and watch, well... I don't know. Let's throw it out there. Is that, have other people noticed that? Oh, I'm sure they I'll have. I'll try and get right on top of oh, it. I'm, please. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you other people will now go, oh, yeah, Fred grabs his nose all the time. Yeah. I no, just, this is picking. Oh, I know. It's, oh, yes. Right. Don't this do is, that. Uh, maybe, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> why don't you show me picking again? Like, I never really stick my finger on my nose like that, I don't think. So maybe I'm just squeezing it. I yeah, maybe it's a, like a... <laughs> I'm laughing you know because funny. You, you could, by point, the way, you could have just said picking your nose. You didn't have to show me. It's, I like when people do that. They go, so I was on the phone and then they make a phone. Mm-hmm. Rachel will do that sometimes. She goes, when he was, I called my parents. I go, you could have just said called. I didn't need the, the pantomime uh-huh. of you on the phone or somebody. So well, yeah, anyway, go, don't forget to text me. And then they mime their texting. When I watch YouTube stuff and. Very often I end up on old Johnny Carson clips. He had some quirky little... Oh, yeah. He did that all the time. He did that. He yeah. rubbed uh, underneath his nose. That was part of the impression. You know, that... Uh, yeah. Like, uh, and and it was funny. The other day I saw him on with... I forget who it was. Oh, he had Rodney Dangerfield on, on, I think. But anyway, Johnny, it was that era where he had this loud coat on instead of a tie, a scarf around his neck. <laughs> That's right. When they were trying to make him hip. And it was almost like, like at the time, I guess nobody thought much of it other than, oh, he's hip. But when you look at it now, it's almost like a costume. You think, oh, was this a bit where you come on dressed like that so they could make fun of him? But it wasn't. Do you not remember that was like the late 60s, early 70s when people were wearing like little scarves? Like I kind of, I didn't hit Moose Jaw. But I remember it. Um, Let's go on to some other emails. Although I think it's interesting in a week where... uh, you know, this lovely person, Joyce B., you know, called you a sweet angel, which is what you are. Um, you know, that's the difference is you were thank, you were thank called. You. Thank you, Joyce. Yeah. We, all, we often need people on the outside to make us look at our inside. Absolutely. Well, exactly. And what I, the point I was going to make is uh, you were called a sweet angel and, you know, somebody took time to call me a fucking asshole. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Um, uh, what else you got there, Frederick? Uh, I guess Colin again, or you want to skip over Colin? I actually read Colin's because it's about the intern. Uh, yes, intern homework. Uh, there is an irony even with my bum ear and my little smartphone speaker. I could always hear you guys as clear as, uh, as a fishmonger's at uh, the tuna auction. And to be honest, could never perceive the slight variations in vol- volume you meticulously adjusted on your board. Whereas the intern homework sounded like the white grating static between radio stations. Don't know the word for this, but uh, couldn't uh, pick up a word, not a single word of what he said. And that was our critique of him the other day during the... You know, the phone call that he sort of um, created, it was hard to hear. It was. It was. He says, I'm quite sure that on the first day of radio school, they teach you this uh, word and to never go there. Appreciate all the care you put into your podcast even more now. Thanks, Colin. 
Hello. Yeah, I'm listening. In case you had a comment on that, you didn't seem. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, that's fine. I'm not much to to say. Yeah, uh, he doesn't notice uh, that type of thing when we're doing the show because obviously we're probably a bit conscious of that, and the kid didn't. But he learned something that day, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I look back on it. I don't think we were being too critical. We were just saying, hey, you did a great bit, and Mm -hmm. a lot of people couldn't hear the uh, part in the middle where all the funny stuff was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Very simple. Um, Let's uh, move on, then, to this uh, next piece. By the way, if you want to get a hold of us, it's Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. This is from Mike, I think. It's Mike Hannafin. Remind me, uh, Mike's uh, been around for a while. Um, how do we know him? He worked at CFNY. He right. was my sidekick in the 80s. He did sports with me. Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. Hi, gents. He says, hope all is well. And the Big Smoke was listening to the Smartless episode with Michael Lewis, Moneyball, The Premonition, etc. And he laid a fantastic line on about one of the hosts. He says, you seem susceptible. You seem. Let me try again. You seem susceptible to hearing false wisdom that blew me away explains so much what was happening on news media these days and by the way he says i agree 100 percent with fred ball ball will love this on f1 and the netflix show he says it's a great show but it's not aimed at existing diehard fans we already know the stories and we've heard all the clips and storylines minus the swearing but i'm sure i sure am envious at the access Having worked at TSN's F1 pre-race show for years, we would have killed for the access they got. Talk soon, Mike Hannafin. And uh, to that end, our friend Ian Service, who, uh, whose company provides the server that this show exists on, he said the same thing, basically, though. To Ball's F1 point, he says, I'm one of the six guys who is now watching every race because of the next Netflix show. And then uh, what he went on to tell me this week is uh, a race from Italy. And I yeah. told him, uh, enjoy. See, there's another example. I keep hearing about this thing, and I think, oh, I should watch it. And then I think, yeah, what, for how many hours? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think they're on season uh, three or four now. And that's a big investment. And it's a decision you make. It's like I don't care enough about the sport to maybe learn about the background of it. How, how fascinating that may be, but am I going to invest those hours in the background of a sport I don't really care about? I mean, these are the decisions you have to make. Well, and you also only have, you know, 20-ish years. You can only invest so many of those hours of your mm. remaining time. Well, and I have to set aside three or four hours a day to just sit in a rocking chair and stare at the wall. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. We should do that together on Zoom. Hi, uh, Why don't you read the last one here from our friend oh. Tony Clementa? Oh, Tony, 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 Tony. Tony. Hi, guys. Pierre Pouliev was in Toronto last night. 1,000-plus people. Not just a Western Canada phenomenon. And it was also a diverse crowd, and, you know, he listens to this show religiously, and I think he was talking to us about Pierre's uh, popularity of West and how that might be disturbing, and that's great. You know, Pierre was in Toronto, got a 1,000-plus people, super, and there was a diverse crowd. Wonderful. 
but it's up to all of us to take a long, hard look at what he's all about and and uh, base our decisions accordingly. Yes. And again, I haven't, like, right now, I have no interest in the guy because what I've seen I find somewhat distasteful. But I owe it to myself and the country and maybe even to Tony because he's such a good friend of the show to, you know, spend some time and have a good inside look at who Pierre Poliev is and what he has to offer and what's really behind his movement. Because the feeling I have right now, it's too American. It's too mega for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't really comment because I haven't really done much digging. Uh, conversation with Jackie yesterday, you know, she seems to think he's a you know, good guy. And there are lots of people that think Patrick Brown's a good guy. And there are a lot of people that think, hey, look into Patrick Brown and you might find, uh, you know, some. I just I'll tell you who I don't think is. Uh, he's a bit of a retread for me is Jean Charest. You know, I mean, yeah. You know, I, I what all I know of Jean Charest he was a liberal. It was a conservative, then he became a liberal, and now he's conservative again. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I know that there's well, a there's a weird religious element to the Polyev support. That doesn't make me. Uh, that doesn't encourage me particularly. No, no me neither. It doesn't. Because I don't like, like, where is that coming from? Like, and is it a strategy or is it something they actually believe in? Or, you know what I mean? Like, is it part of the strategy nowadays to, to mine? Because whether it's MAGA light or MAGA like, it is weird that that element is what you cultivate in order to get support. I think it's risky because this isn't the United States. I mean, we have a lot of wannabes here that want to pretend they're like the Trump movement, the MAGA movement, and that's the way to go. But to me, there's not enough of them. So if he's your guy, Pierre ends up being your guy, and we're getting a lot of that stink, um, it'll be disastrous, especially here in Ontario. Oh, yeah, you know? but but you know what? I, and I don't... I, I'm not arguing with you because I'm... I'm partially on board. I would just say this. You don't... I don't think we... And in this, this case, you, I don't think we realize just how much more MAGA-like it is out there in the Western provinces than it no, no, is no, here. I, yeah. But, but I, 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 just, I just don't think it's enough. No, it may not mm-hmm. be enough, but it's more than, I think, as we found it in January, there's more of them than you'd like to think there is. Well, yeah, and I think a lot of these people, like the Dunderheads in the United States, there's going to be a lot of people out West that don't normally vote that are going to come out to vote. Yeah. Because they think they have this kind of uh, far-right hero now to worship and to support. But remember how we all, we all, the, the world, all underestimated mm-hmm. this uh, nitwit, mm-hmm. Donald Trump, and he became president. So, and I'm not saying that Pierre Polyev is like Donald Trump, but there's a lot of the similar... You know, there's a lot of similarities, uh, the rallies and the religious part and, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. But again, a distinct difference there. The way the Electoral College is set up in the United States, although it's somewhat uh, similar to our seat um, situation, you know, the way you're by how many seats you have in Canada, as everyone knows. I mean, it's just so overwhelmingly loaded in uh, Ontario. That, uh, you know, 
They need a portion of Ontario to win the thing. So. Yeah, they do. But I will mm-hmm. say this. He, mm-hmm. I, again, again, I've known Jackie a long time. You know, he's not a dunderhead like Trump either. Pierre Polyev has got some intellect and intelligence. He's not an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not some guy. It, where Trump came out of, you know, the private sector and, and you know, obviously a public figure. But Pierre Polyev has been around this game a long time. But or long I, And you talk about John Sherry or even uh, Patrick Brown. One thing I will say. And I sent Dan Duran an article. I should send it to you yesterday. A guy named Warren Kinsella, big liberal. Yeah, I know who he is. Anyway, he came out with an article yesterday saying that Doug Ford is going to win the next election by a landslide. Why? Why? Because of his personality. And what's attached to that? He came into office. Everybody thought he was going to be the big, brash conservative that didn't give a shit about anything. And when it came to COVID, he wouldn't Mm -hmm. care. He'd just be like Trump. And he's been the exact opposite. So the way he's handled the office through COVID and his personality of seeming to have a real genuine care for the welfare of Ontarians health-wise is just going to allow him to cruise to victory. Of course, he has no competition. Well, that's what that's I was going to say. That, well. that's, that's, that yeah. really, for me, is the point of, of Doug Ford's impending victory is that most people can't really identify and the, the people he's running against and the people that can identify them don't really think much of them. Um, well, my, my only point there is that a centrist conservative yes. has a shot. That's yeah, all. and that could be Sheree or even mm-hmm. Patrick Brown. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that Pierre Polyev uh, has uh, any, you know, any. I don't think he has a real opportunity because of, of what we just said. If your support is Western Canadian based, we know what that's like. It almost never matters. I'll just say this, though. There are more people rallying around that guy these days than you might like to believe. And now, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. our gig sky, guest of the day, anchorman, Dan Duran. Let me just say this, Dan. Are you thinking about beaches, say, in Costa Rica, the Dominican Republic, or Mexico? I How think you about those things all the time. Well, yes. let me tell you, Dan, get your spring, get spring in your steps and rejuvenate yourself. And while you do, you deserve the peace of mind that comes with the Gig Sky data plan. Whether it's Uber, Instagram, WhatsApp, FaceTime, Gig Sky's got you covered. They offer a 100% data plan for all your needs and if you need a rental car or looking for things to do, Gig Sky's travel rewards offer 50% or cash 50 I'm sorry, offers up to 50% cash back on over 850,000 hotels globally, reduce rates for rental cars, and you can book your theme park directly from your Gig Sky account. Visit gigsky.com/travelrewards and find out more. In fact, download the app today for iOS or Android. And enter the code HF2022 for $5 off your first plan or visit gigsky.com for more information. Hey, uh, we haven't mentioned the Raptors. Uh, horrible last night. They led for the whole game. Game three of their series against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Led for the whole game, but then the 76ers tie it right near the end of regulation. Goes to overtime, and the only time that Philadelphia takes the lead is to win it. Oh, my God. So now they're down 3 nothing. So now they're down 3 nothing. It looks like Shaquille O'Neal might be correct. He predicted a sweep. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, 
Raptors have had a good season. They're an up-and-coming team. A lot of good young guys. Masai will add to that club, and we'll get back to glory. We will. And speaking of glory, tonight a huge hockey game. Your Toronto Maple Leaf in Tampa Bay, probably the team they're going to meet in the first round of the playoffs. So will this be a statement game? Will uh, Austin Matthews be back in the lineup? All these questions need to be answered. Right now it's even money for the Maple Leafs to win. If you bet uh, Tampa, it'll cost you 120 Okay, it's in Tampa Bay, so I guess you could consider them maybe a little tiny slight sliver favorite, but it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker, a casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry-leading odds, world-class sports book and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book. Yes, they've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. I'm just looking at uh, Twitter right now. Dan, did you go and see that shirt, the picture of you and the shirt you're wearing? I didn't bother, no. <clears throat> really? Well, I, I already knew that I, that I, I, thought, I, <laughs> no, I thought I thought I had everything. You're like, <laughs> why do I need to go see a do. picture of myself wearing this this shirt? I get right, it. Right, I can see myself right now. That's <laughs> right. It just seems so ridiculous. Why would I have you go and see that picture? Um, there's a bunch of uh, people reacting to Dan Duran as our gig sky guest of the day, but... I'm just looking it's at interesting our, that I'm the gig side. I'm just looking at our Twitter feed. I'm sorry? I didn't even know I was the gig side guy until this morning. Yeah. Don't you normally uh, ask your guests if they want to be a guest? <laughs> but anyway. I'm sorry you didn't get a formal invitation. Uh, but on the Twitter feed around the uh, Dan Duran uh, post, somebody said to us, uh, my wife just said you didn't hear a single word I, uh, I just said to you. And what a weird way to con- what, what, what a weird way to start a conversation, says Peter R. Did you get that? My wife just said to me, "You didn't hear a single word I said to you." And I said, "What a weird way to start a conversation." Anyway, that's uh, from Peter. Thank you, Peter. Uh, here's somebody down who says, "Wait, the infamous, the legendary, the superstar, even more famous than the Pope himself, the Dan Duran," says uh, PTM Mike. I don't know who that is. Hmm. Um, so there you go. Uh, here's the uh, question, Dan. Somebody wants us to ask you about, uh, you should discuss the old Dan Duran tote bags <laughs> that Dan would give all his female callers on their way out the door the morning afterwards. Do you guys uh, remember that bit? Why do we? Dan, what was the, uh, what years were that was, uh, early on in the, in the time that was, I think that happened before I left. Meaning, I didn't. It didn't happen after I came back from uh, CKFM. Yeah, so I don't know. I can't because that was like eighty nine, ninety, ninety one, ninety one, somewhere in there. Yeah. And we uh, that sort of all capped off with a. Uh, didn't we do a cable special? Oh yeah. And and there was a. We did a scene. Oh, where right. I yep. came out of a dressing room with a, the tote with bags. lovely ladies and a couple of tote bags. So. That was Electric Circus, I think. No, right? no, no. We did the Humble and Fred cable special. We did an entire show oh, of skits and bits. We did it on Access Cable. I, I'll tell you, Captain Phil oh. probably has a copy of it. But I, I, I saw some clips of it right. somewhere in the last couple of years. That's It's crazy. It was like our... 
Humble and Fred variety show we did, including Dan Durant's tote bags. Right. Wasn't there a scene, though, when everybody's dancing in the oh, studio yeah. at some point? Wait, I forgot about it. It all looks so awkward. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> well, what Fred's talking about is we actually were guests on right. Electric Circus. Yes. And the whole bit was with Monica Diol, because she was a right. very popular, beautiful television yeah. presenter of the day. And we used to have her on the odd time and yeah. kibitz around with her. Mm-hmm. And eventually they asked us to come on Electric Circus and the entire show they would cut to the dancers and then they would cut to the dressing room and it was never our turn to go on it was all the entire we never mm-hmm. quite got on they just cut to us waiting to go on in the dressing room was there some thing on our pants too like we didn't have pants on or something probably yeah Monica remember how stunningly gorgeous oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to say she is. I haven't seen her, obviously, in years. But my God. No, she's very striking. beautiful. And what I always Are liked about... to say that? Yeah. And what was also very good about Monica was not only was she striking, really strikingly beautiful, oh. but she wow. was a good shit. Like, she went along with our oh, stuff. Yeah. You know, at first, maybe a bit reluctantly, but I think when she found out that we were harmless dweebs, mm-hmm. you know, that weren't, we didn't mean any harm. We just wanted to try and goof around. She she was one of those women that when we met her like face to face at City TV, yeah. it's almost it was almost hard to look at. Yeah, it was off putting. Like, <laughs> like it just. She's yeah. a very nice person. I haven't talked to her in years, but we uh, did a lot of corporate stuff together. Well, I bet you did. did. All you beautiful get a tote people. Bag? <laughs> no. What was in the tote bag again? Did you just ask that, Howard? What was no? I didn't. I don't bag. think we ever. The the bit wasn't really what's in the tote bag. It was the fact that Dan gave them out to all the women he bedded. Oh, it just seemed like that would have been a great bit. They actually have tote bags with, like, condoms in it and yeah. maybe lubricating gel and oh, stuff yeah. like that and oh, butt yeah. plugs and stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that would have cost too much, too much at the time. Butt yeah. plugs and lube gel and dun 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 dun, yeah. dun. Well, what yeah. a weird time to segue into something. Uh, ex-wife Randy is uh, moving out of the place she was in. She sold it. She's going. And on my way home last night, uh, my daughters were there clearing out some of their stuff. And I happened to, I just dropped in because Randy said she had some pictures for me and a few little keepsakes. And I found this. And uh, I'm going to show it to you, Dan. I don't know if you can read that. It says, for this child, I pray. Can you see that? Yes, I can. Yeah. Do you know what that is? No. Well, that is something I got from your father. Oh, mm. and it's uh, basically I, I I guess this is the kind of thing they give out at baptisms. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, oh right, okay. <clears throat> and I got this from your father Cliff, and it basically is uh, in honor of your son's mm. baptism. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I don't recall getting this, but I, I, I was very sweet when I found it. It's July eighteenth, uh, two thousand three. And it says, uh, but the weird part of it, it, I'll read it to you a second, Dan, but I didn't know. Can you see what it says? A certificate of sponsorship. (laughs) I was like, wait a second. I just thought this was kind of a ceremonial thing. I didn't realize I was, I didn't realize I was sponsoring the kid. Signing up for something. (laughs) And I'm like, do I, I, first thing I was going to say is, does this mean I owe you money somehow? Yeah. His upcoming art years in uh, Montreal are all all on you. (laughs) Did you know I sponsored Colton? Like, is my name on his jersey? Anyway, uh, so this said, and by the way, you'll, you'll love this, Fred. It says July 18th, 2003, Lovesick Lake, Burley Falls. Um, 
rat, uh, I guess it's as ratified by the Lutheran Church in Edmonton, Alberta. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was really sweet, uh, Dan. Oh, but that's, that's cool. But Very that's cool, not yeah. the most sweet part. This is. Oh. First of all, why why do you have this set? Why do I? Why do you? I feel you have this sense of impending doom. Like I'm. Like I'm going to say something. You're afraid of what's, afraid coming, of what's coming. This isn't a roast. This is <laughs> <laughs> like I, 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 I clearly this is I first. This is from your dad. But the sweetest part, Fred, is this. You can't see it, but I just want you to see. It. It's a handwritten letter, Dan. All right. A handwritten letter from your father to me. Wow. Yeah. When you're over here next week, try not to fucking cry because this is so sweet. Um, it's just Are you uh, not going to read it. Well, first of all, it's like the fact that a, a, your dad wrote it out like by hand. Yeah. Like, I just find that amazing, you know, uh, the fact that I have it. So it's basically, he says, Howard, I would like to give, I, I'd li- I like to give out a certificate like this, the one that I showed you, to sponsors. Again, I had no idea I was sponsoring. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't have all of my office with me, I guess the stuff he normally takes. So finally, here it is. So this came an, a month after Colton's baptism. Uh, Dan tells me this is a part that's Fred's going to lose it. <laughs> this is remember this is August of 2003. So where were we in August of 2003, Fred? Oh, uh. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> so Dan's father goes on. He says, Dan tells me your new program at the new station is going well and you're enjoying it. Why July? <laughs> and uh, he just puts great exclamation mark. Um, I can't really make out the rest of it uh, in this next paragraph, Dan. So you're going to have to help me when you're here. But at yeah, the my end, dad's said, writing was uh, well. It was interesting uh, to look at from a distance, but when you got closer, it was always difficult to read the way he wrote. Yeah, I don't want to stumble through the last part here, but there's the, the the part I can read. It says, "Thanks for being part of my grandson's life and helping celebrate his life passages." Cliff, your father. Uh, P.S. The sponsorship uh, breakdown goes as as follows, and he right he he actually put down a, a, an amount per month that I'm supposed to have given Colton. That's not so true. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Go, you're in arrears. That's, <laughs> That's right. You're yeah, you're yeah. in arrears. <laughs> speaking um, of speaking of butt plugs, <clears throat> you're in arrears. Yeah. That was a pretty cool day. Yeah. You know, and it, you have perspective on it. It's like, yeah, the whole, even back then, I thought the whole baptism thing. Oh, did you? Like, really? People still do this? Well, wait, how do you think was, I that felt? Was, that was 20 years ago. Huh, and, well, uh, yeah, but wait, how do you think I felt? I'm the one in the water, the Jesus denier. Okay, go well, ahead, bring it on. <laughs> but Jeez. we're just, I guess it was on Collins Beach right there. Damn, yeah. Like, yep, where yeah. your where your site is but it was pretty cool we all gathered on the slope there and your dad and howard and colton in the water and i guess you and jackie as well were in the water mm-hmm. and then he you know uh, dunked the kid's head in and uh yeah it was a great moment of course a lot of gas and oil in that water but <laughs> well, I know. well yeah, and boat right next to and it, the thing is you know like <clears throat> one of the reasons i got to be uh friends with uh dan's father <clears throat> as i've said before recently in fact 
<clears throat> excuse me, is that uh, he was the first person that I, I ever met that I could ask all my religious questions to. Mm-hmm. Like this is, I was like in my late teens when I met Cliff for the first time. And I thought your dad was so cool because I could talk to him about how bogus I thought the whole Jesus story was. And then he would show me how to make a martini. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did. I remember, yeah. I remember where we were. I remember that day that he was going to say, okay, boys, if you want to know how to make this. And we always, I always made it the way Cliff taught me. But that day in the water, I sort of put my, you know, religious notions aside because it was you, your father and your son. And it was, uh, it was an honor to do that. And the fact that I saw this last night, and I, I thought, I can't wait to share this with my boy. He's going to love this. It's interesting how I, I'm going to, you know, I teared up a little bit now. I can't wait to read it and tear up again. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, handwritten notes, which uh, have kind of gone by the wayside now, oh, yeah. can have a pretty big impact oh, yeah. on people. <laughs> You know, yeah. I, I, uh, I've, uh, <clears throat> my dad was not a very emotional guy <laughs> and, uh, I've come across some, uh, handwritten notes from Lou on my, yeah. on, for, for occasions where it sounds like we're office friends. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, really? it, like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we're all three of us are such big sucks with our kids. If you don't know that about us now, you don't know us. We're just such, we love our children. We always hug and kiss them. I saw both of my daughters last night and I was hugging their head and kissing them. But my dad wasn't like that. And I, I came across a, a birthday card or something where my dad signed it like all the very best, <laughs> you know, or like <laughs> continued success in your future endeavors. <laughs> like, I mean, it looked like somebody I worked with <laughs> wishing you well in the future. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And, you know, I don't even think they're teaching. What do you call it? Cursory, right? Cursive. cursive. Huh? <laughs> they teach cursing, they, but cursive. What, yeah. What's it called? Cursive. cursive. Okay. Yeah. Cursive. Yeah. They um, don't teach that anymore how to actually. No. No. And, you know, and it's obvious because. You look at st- like stuff my grandmother has written, my mother written, just beautiful handwriting. Yeah. You know, like really, you can read every word. And, uh, and that's sort of gone by the wayside. But hey, that happened to me. I can't. Can you handwrite now? I can't. Fred, if I, I Rachel's like always. I, I, the muscle isn't there or something. It's like. If I write something down, like if I'm scribbling something, mm-hmm. especially if it's on. You know, if I'm, it's on a small piece of paper, I literally can't read it after I've written it. No, and that script, like, because I print, like, the show stuff. Like, yeah, same I with me. It's all block printed. letters. That's one thing. Yeah. But I mean actually no, I writing, like, cursive writing. Like, actually sit down to try and write a letter. Like, it's my hand. Like, I, from my brain to my hand, it just doesn't work anymore because I just haven't exercised that muscle. But are you like this? If I do sit down, if I go to write something, I'm good for the first couple of words, but then I become impatient with it. Oh, really? I just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I sit down to write something, I get a cramp after a while. I get it. You know, not, and then you just sort of lose control. But I've done this a couple times where you've said something to me at the end of the show before we say goodbye, right. and I'll just write it down. And I'll mm-hmm. go, oh, I want to remember what he said for tomorrow. And I write it in cursive. And then I've come and sat down here and I'm like, no idea. <laughs> no idea. Uh, Dan, let's get Funny. to, uh, we got to get going here because uh, 
I gotta get oh, going. Yeah. We gotta get the news. We got the news. We got Dan Duran as our guest. Here we go. Hello, big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchor man, comes as fast for credentials. He has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchor man's here. He's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice and low. Goddamn, yeah, it is. And uh, today, Dan Duran's news brought to you by the Health Gauge Phoenix. Healthgauge.com is where you go for 15% off the Health Gauge Phoenix. It does keep track of all the essential health uh, indicators calories burned blood wave a blood pressure pulse wave velocity and all of it's there at uh, healthgauge.com promo code is humblefred hg that's humblefred hg for 15 percent off at checkout in a second or two we're going to check out what's happening with toronto micah but first here's dan durant mit tackle the oreo cookie problem how to evenly divide the cream inside between the two outside wafers. Crystal Owens, a researcher in mechanical engineering at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, is the lead author of a study published on Tuesday in the Journal of American, uh, the Journal American Institute of Physics, titled "On Oreology." <laughs> Oreology, the fracture and flow of milk's favorite cookie. Researcher, they, they designed, devised an Oreo meter, uh, a, a device designed to split the cookie with a scientifically precise amount of torque to measure the force between uh, the, the, the used to rotate the object. Mm. So the hope was that with a perfect twist, they mm. could manipulate the cookie's filling to distribute it evenly between the two wafer cookies. And they could not. They learn, sadly, that it, even if you twist an Oreo perfectly, the cream will almost always end up mostly on one side or the other. Okay. And there's all kinds of scientific uh, terms like delamination of the cream and all of that kind of thing. And, and uh, yeah, so that's uh, if you if, I don't know. Have you did you guys separate your cookie when you were a kid? What, uh, Oreo guy. I, I, I used to dip Oreo cookies. I didn't know. That. I, mean, I know some people like to take them apart and eat the cream off the one side and then hold the chocolate, you know, the other side. I never really did. That. I just dipped the whole thing. The only Oreo I've had probably in the past several years was probably on a on a, like an Oreo Blizzard where it's all yeah I like up. that. I haven't had an actual cookie in some time. It's making me think. I had a ginger cookie the other day. It was really good. Yeah, they're nice. Ginger snap or ginger no? Cookie? No, it was one of those fancy downtown ginger cookies. They're like eight oh, bucks. <laughs> four dollar cookie, right? No, I was going to say Ginger's they're eight dollars. Oh yeah. Um, Dan, uh, Rudra Rishi Maharaj just sent me a note here on Messenger and says, Dan got a scolding from his agent after some of the bits you did on our cable show. I don't recall that. Were you scolded by our agent? I don't recall that either, but okay. that, uh, I suppose that could happen. No, yeah. Considering I, I some of the agents around that time somewhere in there. Considering uh, some of the things. He must that, have been talking about butt plugs. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, that was a big one for us. I don't know if that was before I was on the Dini show. Maybe it was something to do with that. So have you ever used an Oreo cookie as a butt plug, Dan? 
have I got a treat for you. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. You better separate no. this. You better, you better <laughs> separate this before you stick it up your tookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Duran. in the Dan Duran tote bag, though. That's uh, one of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, Daniel, do you have any other stories here? I just w- did want to touch on the uh, the Disney problem. Uh, mm. In the States, there's a big thing that was happening where. Uh, uh, well, when dif- dis- the don't say gay bill came into effect, yes. then Disney had a reaction uh, and uh, want to you know try and pursue uh, canceling that whole piece of legislation, and then in retaliation, uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Uh, decided that he'd escalate that feud and then take away their special status. Now, okay. what I guess there's some of these zones in in, Cal- in Florida where um, it's kind of like they're their own city and they can make their own rules and stuff. But it, but their they, own fire and police and everything, yeah. all of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they they cross uh, two different counties there, mm-hmm. so, and and they spend their own money on the infrastructure. Yeah, as opposed to they're the like cities. their own. I mean, they're like they're like they're like the Vatican. They're like their own uh, municipality. Yeah, I, I mean they're not. Uh, outside the law by any stretch of the imagination but there are some civic laws but the vatican is by the way outside of the law you can do anything you want so you can yeah Yeah. they have their own uh, they're Mm -hmm. like their own country you could marry a child i think in the vatican i'm not sure oh yeah anyway Mm -hmm. so they have uh, advanced a bill i guess they've uh, partially uh, endorsed i mean i I don't know i don't know how it works in florida but they've uh, they're halfway there to uh, uh, decertifying whatever special status they have yeah, that makes sense. Like when, what, and, the, uh, gov- the DeSantis should fuck with Disney because you know they're not bringing in any money to that. Uh, to the that largest state. employer in Florida. Yeah, yeah. One, yeah. Those are the guys you want to have them. You know, you want to have them angry at you. And also all the whatever they you know contribute yeah, yeah. to that area. And I and and there's I mean there's probably a case to be made for a big corporation not being able to have that kind of status. However. It should be done, as uh, some of the Democrats down there said, it should be done very carefully because all the counties, it's going to create some problems with the different counties and how they take over, you know, the roads and whatever they do in that situation. And it's, you know, it's going to be kind of a nightmare if it actually passes for all those, you know, behind the scenes reasons. But it's interesting that if like that Florida governor, Mm -hmm. DeSantis, is, you know, got that kind of... uh, Whatever it is, and it, like he, he's just—it's—it's it's a revenge act of revenge, right? Because he didn't, you know, people subjecting to what I can you imagine if he's running for president? Oh, no, he know, is going to run for check. president. If if he becomes president, the kind of you know the 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 uh, the fallout from objecting to whatever he does—he's got a vicious side to him. Yeah, well, he's, he's just playing. He's playing to the base. That's right. Although I was always, uh, you know, for Disney to enter that fray the way they did, I, you know, I might question that too, but, you know, it's where it's at. And, uh, okay. Well, we got to wrap things up here. Um, Dan, thank you for your service to this program uh, this week. And uh, Boone, how are you, sir? Let's, uh, let's get it. Let's get to it. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of time because I'm heading to Hamilton. Okay. Uh, Mike uh, Boone, everyone, uh, from the Mike Boone uh, program, Toronto Mike. Against all odds, this program had not one, but two handwritten notes. I know. Isn't that wild? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. going to the mailbox, like a weird thing I said to Freddie before the show is going to the mailbox and actually 
I said, hey, you're never going to believe this. We got a check in the mail, which I found weird. But then a handwritten note from a listener who dropped it off in our mailbox. And then now a handwritten note from Dan's father from the past. When did your father pass away? Um, kind of, I don't remember. He's not good with dates. No. Okay, well, my dad passed away in 2006. Uh, I think your dad was after my father. This is my recollection of it. Yeah. I remember everything around it. I just don't remember the date. Okay. Not even yeah. the year? No. Oh. Really? If you had to, you couldn't nail Is it within the last, do you have a sense of how old Colton was when Cliff passed away? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't want to put you on the spot because these questions. This is why yeah. Dan can't come on Toronto Mike. <laughs> no. Uh, just be that for 90 minutes. Oh, no. It'll be great. No, he's like. I uh, mean, I can I can so find out, but I've got uh, got the bulletin from the funeral with his beautiful picture on it uh, okay. around here. Yeah, it's just weird. No, it's not weird. I don't want to get into this because you know. Um, I are think, you sure? He, are no. you sure he's dead? Dead? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> weird. No, it is. It is weird. Like I, I mean, my mother passed away in 1994. My father passed away in 2006. I, I, I just why the fact that you. I don't know. Like, I don't have the energy for this conversation. Same, man. Like, I know the day of, like, my dad and my mother. Not only the year, but the actual day. Yeah, me too. Well, people know where they were, where they were working, you know, uh-huh. uh, how old their kids were. You just know these things when these major life incidents happen. I know. I know. Okay, the day prove when- it. Prove it, Mike. Where were you the day my dad died? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I know where I was when our career died. I remember that note. I remember that day. Go to the hammer. Uh, So, do you have at least five minutes or no? You have less. Yeah, I do. Let's do five minutes. Let me just, you know, pat you guys on the back here. So, as we speak, you're number 42 for your category in Apple Podcasts. Okay, Apple's still a behemoth in the podcast world. And I just want to say that's amazing because, uh, from what I can tell, this ranking is based on new subs. Okay. So basically, for a podcast to be in its 11th year and to still get the uh, velocity of new subscriptions required to be in the top 40 is something else. That means there's still people discovering your show every single day. I hope today we got some new people listening off the top when we spent 15 minutes on getting (laughs) shit lanced off your leg. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. By by the way, I enjoyed that. Just for the record, I enjoyed it. I just want you to know. So did I. I know you did. I just, I, I just didn't want you to think I didn't. Uh, Mike, is that comedy interviews or is that just in the comedy, comedy interviews? Comedy interviews. Well, yeah. that's good. And I like that category because in the overall comedy category, you know, we're still we, we haven't been inside the top 200 for a while. We're in the 230s now. But part of that, I think, is just the and we've spoken this a few times. There's so many more entrance into this content curation platform that we're all on when we started 187 right now 187 okay which is pretty good but i'll tell you freddie when we started this 11 years ago there weren't there was a a tiny percentage of the number of shows out there so the fact that we're even in the i'll say this the fact that we're in the top 200 to 250 is great but it's also mike Mm -hmm. that if you took away all the americans in that category we're in the top 10 or 15 of the canadians if in you, that yeah, category if you, if you take away the americans the cbc stuff who have made a huge business out of this mm-hmm. 
or even some that are attached directly to radio stations. We're like independent, like we're number one with bar none. Right? Yeah. If yeah. you yeah, if you want to whittle it down, if you want to whittle it, <laughs> you know, whittle it right think, everybody away. I think that's important because we don't have that. Wind I, I know. I do too. Uh, but right. yeah, and take away carry the lead here. Uh, like I mentioned, new subs are driving these rankings, which means it totally favors new shows. Like if there's an I don't know if a new comic launches mm-hmm. a new show, yes, there's a right. whole surge of subscriptions right yep. off the bat. Right. right? You know, we're eleven years deep. And Mike, you know, if you you guys you may remember this, Mike, you know, I don't know if they do it anymore, but initially they used to have this category on Apple iTunes of new and new and noteworthy. Right. And and that's what we would see. We were on the air. We were on doing the show for a couple of years and all of a sudden we were trending and new and noteworthy. And it was I think you explained this to me. It's just because of new people subscribing. It's just all of a sudden you get a, a spike in a few people subscribing and all of a, and then you get into the new and noteworthy category. So I just wanted to point out that for an 11-year-old independent podcast to be in the top 50 for its category in Apple Podcasts is no small feat. Well, thank you. You're really, you're not, you're, you really care. And that's, we all, it. we all have warm ones now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, real quick, I know, because Howard has to go. But I'm not I, going that quickly. I just because I got to also week, produce the on. show and the mm-hmm. thing takes a while and it takes a while to download Go ahead. Dan, you were a great Gig Sky guest of the day, by the way. I'm Thank thinking you. you might be the Gig Sky guest of the day next Thursday as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. How good you did. Um, okay, quickly, is that like I, I uh, you know, at night when the kids, it's the little ones go to bed and I'm done the work for the day, I like to watch television for a couple of hours every night. And often I'll watch a Jays game. Last night I watched that freaking Raptors game, which we won't talk about. And sometimes Monica and I will watch stream something. I will say I've been watching this carefully for years the quality of the netflix programming is weak sauce every once in a while there's a gem like the crown which i love the crown and once in a while mm-hmm. there's a gem yeah. but overall it's there's nothing there that holds me it's, it's getting weaker I, I i i agree with you but conversely and again this is not a paid promo okay because <laughs> i like bell me bell as much as anybody but conversely Crave is the best money I spend on entertainment because of the HBO stuff. Yeah. And I can let these HBO shows and just shouting out a couple succession and euphoria are the two best shows I watched last year. Of course, I'm done them. But now I've just decided to pop into something I missed in real time. Veep. I loved Veep. Okay. Love it. Fucking amazing. So, you know, not only is she, Julie, I don't know, Fred, you would love it. So, and Dan as well, because you think, okay, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, how do you top Elaine? Like, she's one of the great characters on television, right? Yep. Right. But I would tell you, and I, I haven't watched all seven seasons, but I've watched a good amount of them a couple of years ago, within the last couple of years. She's so funny as this character. I will say this, Mike, if you agree. Yeah. Makes you forget Elaine. Like, she's that good in it. Not only that, I would say, with due respect to Lucille Ball, who I missed the bulk of her career, but I would say Ju- Lu- Julia Louis-Dreyfus is the greatest comedic actress of our generation, yeah, for uh, sure. maybe of all time. And yes, I'm on season five, so I'm just going through, and I'm sad it's going to end, but it's brilliant and hilarious. And if you, it has, you know, it has a real kind of, uh, uh, what's that show with Will Arnett and, Jay- and Jason Bateman? Um, Cur- uh, Arrested Development. No, it has a, it has a real Arrested Development kind of feel. That's also very good. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, her assistant, one of the brothers from Arrested Development, is hilarious. Buster. I, so uh, yes. the, it, it really is worth it. So, so I'm just here to sing the praises of HBO. And pound for pound, 
you can pick something randomly on HBO and it's probably going to be brilliant. Like they, it's like the good housekeeping seal of approval. Meanwhile, on the Netflix front, I don't think it's worth 10 bucks a month. Uh, I'm piggybacking on someone else's subscription right now, which I'm sure will be everyone is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? But I wouldn't pay my own bucks for that crap. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, speaking of crap, um, uh, you mentioned quickly the Raptors last night. There's going to be a lot of talk today about the officiating and them losing in overtime. But they miss three free th- uh, free throws in the closing minutes. To yeah. me, that's yeah. They, well, Precious actually, uh, Precious was on the line with two at late, yeah. and he missed both. He missed them both. You can't do uh, that. Yeah, you got to hit your free you throws. That was the yeah. win there. How many? Anyway, free- it, although it's interesting that the guy that predicted they would get swept it was horrible at the fucking line, like the one of the worst yeah, ever. How was he? Shaquille, yeah, was he? Oh, horrible. Yeah. I didn't know. That's where Hackashack was invented because put him on the line because he was like. 40% or something like for for as uh, impact player that Shaquille O'Neal was in his career mm-hmm. it was just a one of those things where a guy started fouling him because they knew he wouldn't he wouldn't mm-hmm. he couldn't convert but, uh, but it, yeah Precious gets those two and uh, they, right. they win it right no it's very you know Fred I will say though this team I always thought all year round was not a particularly good team like I was actually uh, on Hebsey on sports we talk sports mm-hmm. every Friday and I said to Hebsey I would rather this team get another lottery pick like another Scotty Barnes to build for the future because sure. it's a good young court than be first round fodder and Hebsey was like this team can win it all and I'm like I would rather see another lottery pick like mm-hmm. seriously like anyway this is what I, well, I, I, I again I said to Howard earlier in the show um, Masai will he might get a piece or two you watch like he did before so um, I want to mention tonight okay. oh, uh, toast is on tonight live.torontomike.com live stream is at like yeah. 7 o'clock and it's another episode of Toronto Mike uh, one thing about toast is we're going to open with a tribute <laughs> to our fallen FOTM Becky who passed away yeah. so there's a serious moment off the top and um, we'll get before we get to next week uh, yesterday was 420 and I had a, a very 420 thing happen to me last night it was a combination of the 420 and the fact that I'm 62 and I'm going to try this uh, tell this as quickly as I can because I know I have to go and we've been talking <laughs> we've been talking about Netflix and shows and, and by the way I sort of don't completely agree with you about succession i watched uh six or seven episodes of it and i've just it never pulled me back in i know did you like it fred i oh, can't I remember it. you did yeah i, I thought it was fantastic again that's that's whole subjective thing yeah and i i, I was, love stuff and I, I think it sucks same with yellowstone i know a lot of people loved yellowstone <laughs> yellowstone, yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah, I love right. that too. I love a yellow stain. Yeah. The the story of my underwear. Tonight at nine, it's yellow stain. I didn't like yellow stain. Uh, I didn't like Yellowstone. I didn't I gave it a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, but that doesn't get the praise of succession. Like that's well, too and, and I and I listen, I dig, I got succession for again, I watched probably the first season of it. You know, unless I'm getting mixed up, I didn't say anything, but Veep is not isn't not very quippy, like a lot of quick lines and Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that, see, that turned me off. I, that's what I didn't like about it. It did remind me of Arrested Development, Howard, now that you mention it, and that yes. there's so many, so much funny. Yeah. Rapid fire. Yeah. For my, uh, but you know what, Fred? ADHD. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you, you get into it. She, she's just yeah. so likably right. horrible yes. as this character mm-hmm. yeah. that, you, yeah, at first, you sort of, the rhythm is a bit off. Anyway, here's my 420 moment. Right. So I started watching this show. It's a, I, and, and to our point earlier, Fred, about taking a look at a show and thinking, okay, am I going to invest four years? You know, like Mike has recommended since we've known him that we should watch The Wire. And maybe we will one day. 
Mm-hmm. But to sit down now at the beginning of spring, summer, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to invest five years of a show over, you know, it's a, it's a big investment. I get it. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I found attractive about this series called Anatomy of a, a Scandal, it's a British series with Lady Mary from Downton Abbey. She's mm-hmm. one of the characters. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the things that I thought was good is it was six episodes. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. So we started watching it about a week ago. And I think what I found out last night is, I don't know if you've ever done this, but instead of hitting season one, episode one, mm-hmm. I think when Rachel and I started watching it last week, I hit season one, episode six. It's only six <laughs> episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a true story. So we watched... What, and I haven't even told this to Rachel yet because I just discovered it last night. So we watched episode six as the start of the series. <laughs> and in episode six, everything gets wrapped up and the court scene and all this stuff. And then we, I said, okay, well, this is kind of, I said, it's kind of good. I mean, I don't know where it can go. If anywhere. I don't know where it can go from here. And then we watched episode two, where you find out all the things that led to this trial, this, uh, this ultimate trial. Oh. And then, so I thought, I said, Jordan, this is another thing I said, oh, maybe this whole season is a flashback. Right. <laughs> Wait. That's funny. So, I, so we're watching this. And, and then she watched a couple episodes on her own. I watched a couple episodes of my own. So last night I go, oh, great. I'm going to watch how this thing wraps up. So Dan, you'll love this. So I get a little 420 and I sit down to watch it. It's season one, episode six. And I'm like, six. I'm like, man, I really feel like I've seen a lot of this stuff. I said, maybe that's, I said, maybe what they're doing is they're showing you now how it all got wrapped up, you know, blah, blah, blah. Cause you know, they started off by showing you how it all gets wrapped up. So now they're explaining it. And then I'm, watching, then I'm thinking, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't that have been episode seven? Didn't that keep, te- no, no, because remember, I, I started off season one, episode six as the first episode. That's now episode I'm watching one. episode right. six where in its normal place. And it was I watched the Dan. Yeah, I was a little high, but I watched almost the entire thing before I realized, oh, shit, I've seen this. And this is the episode because I kept thinking, oh, they're just flashing back now to how the whole thing wrapped up. Anyway, I don't know if I'm explaining it well. Well, here's one I don't follow quickly. So you watched episode six and then you watched the preceding five. You knew it was six. going. No, I watched the episode four. four. Okay. Right. So on on the very first day we watched this series and I haven't told Rachel, we Uh, watched the end of the series. Okay, and, and then, then we, went to then two. that night we watched episode two, and I went, "Oh, the whole thing's in a flashback." Oh, right. I get and it. then okay. when I got to episode six last night, being a little high, I'm like, "Well, this is cool because what they're doing." And I kept thinking, oh, "I get what they're doing. They're going to keep." But what they, what I was doing was watching the episode literally minute for minute that I'd already seen. Have you ever seen episode one? No, sir. <laughs> so that's waiting for you. Yes. Wow, I have not that seen is- it. That is quite complicated. The whole thing. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to say to Rage. Hey, do you want to watch how this thing was supposed to start? <laughs> Remember yesterday when we talked about uh, how I don't like shows that are not linear and oh, all yeah. flash. And you agreed with the whole oh, I hate know, the flashback I, thing. No, it's like Memento. Watch. You ever seen Memento? Yeah, it's too complicated for me. Uh, okay, you know quick. what I can't stand? Yes, when dead people are in the show. Oh, I hate dead people. Like somebody dies and then they keep like with right. uh, uh, Dexter. That turned me off. Dexter is old man. Like fuck away. You're dead. Go away. <laughs> fuck away. You're dead. Uh, all right. Well, listen, everyone, have a great weekend. Mike, quickly, over the intro here as we say goodbye, tell everyone uh, what we can expect uh, next week. 
Noel Kassler is our guest on Monday. The stand-up comic that Dan recommended, I spoke to her, Lisa Baker. She's going to make her hilarious debut on Tuesday. Then we're finally going to get Ken Pompey, father of Dalton, and Tristan Pompey on the program Wednesday. His audio should be better. All right. No, no. I hope the... Uh, just, uh, come on, Raptors. Don't get swept. That's so lame. Like, seriously. Mm-hmm. Try harder. And, uh, and Blue Jays have to stop getting injured. That's <laughs> anyway, that's a whole other thing. All right, okay. Go Leafs, go. Uh, and uh, if you're watching uh, Anatomy of a Scandal, start with episode one. It'll make way more sense. <laughs> All right, Dan. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Bodog, and Health Cage. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember to listen Monday for this number one podcast if you don't count everyone else. I <laughs> can subscribe so we can stay at 187. I got a couch,